Hello and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. It is a great day because this is my 100th midweek. It's good to celebrate milestones and so I'm going to do that. Um, And I'm celebrating this milestone with just a really great scripture. I spent about 40 minutes yesterday trying to record um, an episode for the turning points in church history and it just failed. For multiple reasons, it never managed to get recorded. And so whenever that happens, and it does happen somewhat regularly, um, I turn around and say, okay, God, what's the deal? And then I was reminded, ah, I was recording my 100th episode. And so instead of it just being uh, the phase of church history that I was talking about there, I'm going to stop and I'm just going to thank the Lord and I'm going to savor a wonderful scripture. And so, Lord, thank you so much for 100 episodes. I don't know if I've ever done anything so faithfully as this, and I give you all the credit. And so, in honor of you, I want to enjoy today 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. This is what the Apostle Paul writes. He says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. The midweeks were started because I wanted to be faithful to scripture. I wanted an outlet for maybe stuff that was left over from sermons that didn't make it into the sermon or just ideas that would never become a Sunday morning message and just some outlet to share the word of God. And, you know, I don't even know how many people, if anybody ever listens to these things, but this is just an act of faithfulness and worship for me to be enjoying God's word. And this scripture from 2 Timothy just reminds me why. Scripture is unlike anything else in the universe. Paul says all scripture is God-breathed. This is not just a great book by some of the best people. This is not just a compilation of gathered wisdom from the ages that is kind of like a storehouse that we can pillage every once in a while. These are words breathed out by God. And they're scripture, so they're they're writings. They're writings that people did write down so that they could be copied by other people, read by other people, shared to other people, transported from one city to the next. This is a message, messages that are transportable and weren't dependent on the author being someplace to speak or them being alive anymore to share their message. They were written down words breathed out by God, put into writing, put onto paper or vellum or whatever it was so that it could endure through time and be spread out through space and to serve God's purposes for communicating. God is a God who reveals himself. He reveals himself through creation and everything he's made speaks about his glory. He's revealed himself through the incarnation, through making his son into a true human by assuming humanity into the eternal word of God. And he's revealed himself through that. And he's revealed himself through scripture, through writings that carry the message of God with the authority of God and this is an utterly unique thing and deserves daily attention by everybody who believes that this is true. This is the reality, and a proper response is daily commitment, daily attention to God. God has spoken, 
And because of that, the world is a radically different place than if God had never spoken. And, you know, there's lots of people who kind of have said throughout time, you know, I believe that there is a God, but I think he's up there doing his thing and watching over us and kind of maybe pulling the strings a little bit or pressing some of the buttons on human history, but he doesn't talk. And that creates a different kind of person thinking that the world is a different kind of way than it is than if we have in our hands scriptures breathed out by God. This is amazing, and I'm so grateful. The truth in the scriptures has been so powerful in my life, and I don't set these things against having the presence of God through the Holy Spirit or relating to God through prayer. These things all work together, and I don't set the Spirit against the scriptures. According to this, the scriptures are breathed out by God. They're spiritually inspired, and God gives insight into his word, and this is how he wants to relate to us. He's given us this kind of permanent transportable word that lasts throughout the generations so that he's able to communicate through them, uh, with them, to his people from age to age throughout the entire world. And so this is an amazing thing. Now, the the fact that they are um, breathed out by God, that their ultimate source is God, means a couple of things. Now, first of all, here, though, I don't want to start making stuff up right off the bat, or sharing ideas that aren't just in the scripture. He says, because they're God-breathed, they're profitable. Because the Bible has its origin in heaven, in the will of God, it is profitable. It is effective. It will do its work. And so for scripture authors, you know, I'm reminded of Isaiah who says, you know, um, God's words aren't like human words. God's thoughts aren't like human thoughts. They come down and they accomplish the purpose that they're made for. Because the scriptures are the word of God, they are profitable. They change things. They're effective. God's might and will and power are standing behind his word to be laid hold of by faith. And so this is the first thing that Paul thinks of when he's saying, Timothy, remember the scriptures. You learned them since you were, you were young. Don't lose your confidence in God by losing your confidence in God's word. It's profitable because its source isn't just man, though God speaks through people. Its source is heaven. Therefore, it is profitable. And uh, so, this is kind of the main thing the scripture wants us to hear. Because this is God's word, it's powerful. It will accomplish its purpose. And so what's its purpose? Well, Timothy is given like four things that the word of God does, that it has purpose for. He says it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Let's tackle those four things. They're all a little bit different. I think together they form a complete picture of what scripture does in someone's life. But number one, it says teaching. So it gives you information you wouldn't have otherwise. It teaches you something that you wouldn't know. It tells you about who God is. It tells you about who we are. It reveals the truth of God's eternal plans. It does so many things. So number one, it's going to tell you things that you wouldn't know otherwise. And then number two, um, reproving. So when God is speaking through his scripture, when he's giving information through his scripture, that information, that truth is going to start coming into conflict with things that we think that aren't true. It exposes lies. And that's kind of the, what reproving is about. It's kind of saying, hey, this, things aren't right here. A reproof says that's not working right. And so when the truth of God comes through scripture, it begins... Uh, by reproving what's false or what's inaccurate, what's not true. And at the same time, it brings a correction. So it says, if you want to think truly, if you want to be taught, then change your thinking from this to this. 
You see, so reproving and correcting work together. Reproving exposes where something's not right. Correcting brings it into being right. So I really like the Greek word there. It says, make straight again. That's what the verb for correction is here. It says to make something straight again. So bring it to the way it was meant to be, to correct it. And we all go to orthodontists, and orthodontist is a word that just means straight teeth, really. And so an orthodontist is the one that makes your teeth straight. And so a correction from scripture is something that makes your thinking straight, makes your feeling straight, makes your soul straight. Again, when these words are heard and understand, when the teaching comes and the reproof takes hold and is treasured and believed, then it brings a correction as well. And all these things work together for training, paideia. It's a concept of taking a child and forming that child into a mature adult who contributes so training in righteousness, it takes us from being immature and unwise and unruly and makes us into mature adults who know the truth, have been corrected where we've been untrue or a false or needing correction. It's brought us into the correction, showed us what the truth is and how we should think and live. And through all this together, trains us up in righteousness for a purpose so that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. And so... Um, Again, because the source of Scripture is heavenly, it's true and dependable and right, and the man of God who knows these things, the woman of God who receives these words, becomes competent for the work that they've been called to. Now, this doesn't mean like in every kind of vocation in one sense, okay? The Bible won't teach you how to poach an egg. It's just isn't concerned about that as far as, you know, put it in the water or whatever, or put the water in the pan, or whatever poaching is. It doesn't teach you how to make the best hamburger ever, except that it will teach you how to be righteous in God's sight while you're making a hamburger for the purposes. Why are you making that hamburger? It will teach you how to be grateful to God as you're poaching that egg, as you're doing it either to take care of your body so you can serve God or to do it as a love gift for somebody else in service to God. It, it addresses everything, though not every single detail of life. But this, the promise is, because this is God's word and because he stands behind his word, the source is trustworthy, the word is true, and the source stands behind the true word. And so there's power in believing it so that the man of God, the woman of God, will be competent and equipped for every good work that he's called to do in service to God. So I'm just loving the scripture. I'm loving how it teaches about God's word. You can't get... God's attitude about Scripture from outside of Scripture. You really have to read the Bible and say, Scripture, what do you want me to think about you? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's saying, how do you want me to read you? How do you want me to understand what you are, Scripture? And there's only really two options. If this is God's Word, then you have to understand it according to itself. You have to go to it and say, what do you want me to do with you if you're God's Word? And it, and it attests to itself that it is. So you have to be taught how to read God's word by God's word. You have to taught your attitude about God's word from God's word. If it's not God's word, we'll do whatever you want with it. That's fine. You can treat it like it's God's word. You'd be wrong. You can treat it like it's not God's word. You'd be right. And then you're kind of lost, though. If it's God's word, it teaches you how to come to it, how to read it, how to understand it, how to respect it. And this is what Paul is doing to Timothy here. He's saying, Timothy... You're going to have a hard life. You know what's going to help you through here is really clinging to God's word in truth and in faith because God's word, all scripture is God-breathed. 
and profitable. And it will equip you and make you competent to serve. Are you loving God's word? Are you loving God's word? Are you coming to it humbly, ready to hear God speak to you? Are you coming to it faithfully, ready to believe what God says and implement any corrections or reproofs it brings to you? Are you in God's word? I really hope so. My prayer is that through the midweeks and through everything that God's called me to do, and even just your efforts to know God and to be in his word, he be growing you, transforming you, filling your soul full of delight in the knowledge of God and filling your heart full of power to serve God in your life through trusting in his word and be blessed. Amen.